0: Hi everybody and welcome to episode 101 of the Brothers of Discussion. wanted to introduce this episode because we are going to jump right into an interview with the uh, one Lan Pitts, who you can find online as a writer for Boom Comics. And of course the writing he does for Boom Comics is for his WWE stories. Uh, these usually are origin stories that uh, we'll, we'll get into pretty deep. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the comics he's written uh, the comics that he had trouble getting out and uh, the comics that he wants to see going forward into the future. And then, uh, honestly, we just started talking our regular wrestling talk and we went an hour longer than uh, we had actually planned to go with Lan. Uh, so what we want to do is just uh, introduce it as that. We're going to do our regular show with, uh, with one added individual who is extremely knowledgeable in pro wrestling, as, as you'll hear and um one that uh he, he his fandom spans across the globe so uh we'll get uh, some very good insight from again land Pitts. uh word of warning with the episode uh the voice you are hearing speak now of course is matthew the brothers of discussion uh and not super proud of the audio quality of my own microphone uh we can go ahead and Quick shout out to Zencaster for uh giving us some trouble there. Um so uh with that sit back and enjoy. I said give me a hell yeah.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to a special edition interview with the Brothers of Discussion. Thanks to the magic of the internet, we're very excited to welcome Mr. Len Pitts. Hey, man, he's a a published writer. I know, we need like a whole crowd. I know, man. (laughs) Uh, Published writer, entertainment columnist, and wrestling fan. Yes, we did borrow this right from his pinned tweet. Um, He's got over 10 years of experience in comics um, and entertainment journalism two years of boom ww's comic series very excited to welcome lan lan happy tuesday to you
2: hey happy uh tuesday to you uh matt yeah man um
1: really excited to do this uh we got to meet you through a a mutual friend uh shout out to carl m thank you uh mr carl Uh, (laughs) um yeah we kind of wanted to start here because uh we're huge WWE nerds, um, about a hundred episodes deep. Yeah, right. I um, hope so. So yeah, we were we were kind of pumped to to meet somebody who's actually been on the we're gonna say the WWE payroll. Man, what what was that like?
2: Um, I don't know. It, it was it was weird and surreal at the same time. Uh, basically, I the book uh, was announced I think around September of 2016 and. Uh, I met the editor at New York that year and kind of joked around about, hey, you should let me <laughs> in on it at some point, and was she said, idea. yeah, you should, you should, yeah, you should, and I was like, all right, <laughs> shit, I guess I got to go do this now, so uh, I signed my contract in January, and my first story uh, was solicited uh, around the same time of my birthday in June, and then it came out uh late august so and then uh she left to go to oni and lion forge but the uh the editor that followed her kept me on board she basically had like a team installed and ready to go and I was still included so
3: yeah <laughs> how how close does wwe keep in contact with this how how much uh i guess we're—it's always on the top of everybody's mind for pro wrestling. So let's let's get into the creative and cracking the whip. Yeah. So, you know.
2: yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I did. It. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I had some meetings, and everything was. Uh, I mean, you know, with what you're allowed to talk about, we can always. <laughs> right. No, no. I mean, it—the uh, book is the book's over, and uh, the last trade comes out October thirtieth. So or is it Wednesday, October 30th?
0: Yeah, Wednesday, October
2: 30th. Uh, Yeah, there you go. It's one of the, I know it's October 30th. So basically, I wrote a, the first time I really learned that uh, I had to base everything on, on sort of like who they could use. So they came to me, uh, WWE and Boom came to me and was like, oh, so we we want you to do like this Undertaker origin story for our Survivor Series uh, issue. Can you tell a story? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. So I had this whole thing planned where I was talking about like brother love and uh, Undertaker's parents and all this other stuff. And they're like, well, right off the bat, we can't do that. And I'm like, why? Uh, we don't have Doctor Pritchard's likeness. Oh. I'm like, oh sure okay and then of course like a few months later he signs like a deal with them for <laughs> can yeah. you check
3: back in now right
2: <laughs> <laughs> right right let me let me do this i got this so uh, another instance was uh, i did a rick flair story and i had jack tunney in the script and they're like uh ixnay on that tunney <laughs> i was like "What, oh my god so uh we couldn't use hogan for obvious reasons yeah. too and uh I had a, I had a Max Moon origins. Oh come on! Do. Really? That's awesome. And, <laughs> yeah. Did he well, father like, Ember
1: Moon in your story?
2: Uh, it is hinted, yes. <laughs> so awesome, man! It absolutely, it was absolutely. Well, yeah, like yeah, she yeah. Anyway, so uh, they were still kind of iffy about those guys in the in the lawsuit. So that didn't that didn't go well. <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, that was a real big like no no. But um, That still rock, seems pretty reasonable though,
3: right? I mean, right, right. Yeah. It's basically
2: right. Yeah, we can't. Uh, the rock was pretty interesting because we did use the rock, but we didn't show his face. So oh, huh. the rock, yeah. So the rock has like his own team of people, and so it all had to be like approved, and. Uh, like like not, likenesses and everything had to be approved. So he's in this WrestleMania story with the Miz because he interrupts the Miz and uh, John Cena yes. match. So his face can't be shown. His like distinguished tattoos can't be really shown. It's really really weird because it takes so long uh, to like get things approved. And, like so they just said don't don't bother. Just don't bother showing his face.
3: <laughs> um i wonder if at like this point it it would have been cheaper to like go to universal and get like the scorpion kings right 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 (laughs) well he wasn't stop around out there have scorpion but no go ahead sorry yeah
2: so i i'm trying to think of like um uh trying to think of anything really really weird too um i i think that was it for the most part um uh, a couple of things I really pitched, I was really excited about, but they never came up. I wanted to do because um, I wanted to write a Nakamura story and get weird with it. Yeah. So yeah, I wanted to ask you about so, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my first pitch was like, uh, Nak was going to be Ultraman, like an Ultraman analog. Oh my god. So <laughs> yeah. and uh, Joe was going to be the kaiju. Oh.
3: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So I had this whole planned out where like the NXT title was like uh, the buckler and then his hand symbol was uh, the transformation symbol, like uh, wow. the transformation sequence. Yeah. I had I had this like all planned out and uh, they they turned it down and I was really, really bummed because like, shit, man, you, you have <sighs> fine, I guess. Eventually, yeah, I mean, I did end up writing him at the WrestleMania issue this past year, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, if you have any other questions, like I could, li- uh, another instance was for that Survivor Series special, which which was really weird in how I constructed it because yeah. it was an eight-pager, then it became a four-pager, and then it became a six-pager. I rewrote it like three times in a weekend. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, that, uh, it is really interesting because uh, my buddy Kelly Williams, who was the artist on it, Uh, WWE kept getting on to him about the likeness of Virgil like for some yeah for some reason like (laughs) he had to draw Virgil like eight times so so he has the finished page but he has like four or five like other panels that he had to basically insert uh, that were um, different (sighs) versions of Virgil until it was approved
1: that's kind of tough, man. I mean, he I mean, doesn't. Yeah, if it, I had to give like a if you're going like to a police line. description, he doesn't have <laughs> distinguishing features. I mean, he's he's bald. I
2: guess, but that's that's the hill you die on. Is your Virgil? I don't know. I don't know. That's <laughs> that's your main concern. So well, yeah. So yeah. No, go I was going
1: to say it sounded like. Um, Cause we want to eventually pivot to the newer stuff and it sounds like they kind of had you doing a lot of classics or maybe that was just what you wanted to pitch was like, you know, you had St- uh, savage steamboat, you had Kane undertaker, Asuka Charlotte. Um, what kind of contemporary guys, besides, I know you got the, we love Nakamura too. What would you, what else would you kind of want to um, tell stories about as far as like newer guys, newer storylines?
2: Oh, so I don't know because like, I, I... Sometimes they'd get really weird and not all that, I guess, literal with the characters. Like, there was a uh, Braun Strowman story where he was a monster, a literal monster. Roma was this the Frankenstein
1: rendering from, like, Mm-mm, the new video no, game?
2: No, no. It was, he was, like, a literal monster that came from... It was, like, a German folklore tale by uh, my buddy um, but he's, uh, oh, cool. Andrew and uh, Andy Jay did that. And... I was like, man, I want to do some, like, really weird things. Like, I want Seth to... I, I wanted Seth, after he won the Money in the Briefcase, I wanted him to, like, look inside it. And it's kind of like that scene in Pulp Fiction. oh no, yeah, yeah, perfect, yeah, yeah. And so, but it takes him to where, like, he sees the future. And he sees everything that he's about to become. Oh. And, like, how he processes <laughs> that. Uh, I also had a WrestleMania pitch... Um I mean I they would that would that have been uh pre or
3: post going out with Becky Lynch? Because then I feel like it would have been like just like a year. <laughs> well, well, no, button. no, you
2: you uh you, you the contracts only go to up to a year, so you only see a year ahead of you. Okay. Oh. Oh man, that is yeah. genius. <laughs> so um there was another story I wanted to do. Um most of them were assignments, like they gave me the Ricky they gave me the Ricky and Randy. Ish uh, uh, the story, which I wish I had a, I wish I had done something differently because I wanted to retell it like a classic, almost like folklore. So hmm. it's that's why there's constantly confetti falling down because it's almost like a coliseum, like gladiators.
3: Oh yeah! Um, oh nice! Yeah,
2: yeah. I yeah, uh, I, I love uh, Jake. Jake did the art on that, and it's really really good. Uh, that that one panel of Ricky putting the uh, putting Randy in the um, oh god he has him in a wrist lock and it's so good uh, Ricky looks like he's a thousand feet tall but yeah I I kind of yeah, just love want the
1: strain in that too yeah. that's really cool yeah
2: yeah I wanted to just keep uh keep it sort of like a mythical thing but now uh, now think, looking back I'm kind of like you know what if I did sort of a countdown so. Each panel is actually like two panels. Basically what Ricky and Randy are doing at the same time. Because if you remember when Ricky came in, he was like this martial artist, I guess. Uh So, but he was like training fighting ninjas and like, shit, I could have had him like fighting ninjas. (laughs) Man, dope. Eight o'clock, like, you know, one week before WrestleMania and he's just meditating and then like two o'clock fighting ninjas. (laughs) like, fuck. So... I didn't. I didn't think about that at the time because I was just like, "Oh man, this is this is the best WrestleMania match," you know. And they're, you know, they're giving it to me, and I just, I kind of wanted to just do it. But what I, uh, the the uh, the ending took a second because it was my cheap way of writing two WrestleManias. So because if you if you've read that story, you know that you know Randy, you know, obviously Randy loses the match, but next year he becomes world champion. So. I kind of wanted almost like a King Conan sort of ending of where like you know he you know he lost today, but his victories were you know he basically overcame okay, overcame everything, and you know is now world champion, uh, and king of the mountain, et cetera, et cetera. So. <sighs> Where could you
3: take uh, that? That's interesting because now that feels like you could have taken that uh, the Ricky Steamboat story in a completely different. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like his his next year could have just been like this devastating, you know, old man ninja warrior story where he just starts to disappear from from. Uh, I don't know, like like the relevance of, of the pro wrestling world. Maybe not right away, but as as the years went on, that would be, whew, see him deal with that coming down from the from the pinnacle of you know, arguably the greatest WrestleMania match. I I don't know why I'm pitching ideas now, but it just got me so
2: excited. I <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, there are, there are a lot of ways. There were usually a lot of ways to have done it. I just, I kind of felt like, uh, and I didn't yeah. want it to have like when, you know, when Titans collide or when, you know, it, it originally, so the deadline was Halloween. So basically I wrote, Oh, man, that was like a weird couple months. So uh, issue eight came out with my backup, my Paul Bear Undertaker backup, and then skipped a month. But by then I was already like, hey, we need to do this, you know, Survivor Series story. Cool. Sure. Got it. Uh, and then, <laughs> hey, we need you to do this uh, Royal Rumble story. All right. Cool. Hey, we want you to do this WrestleMania story. All right. Cool. So it was, a, it was fine. I, um, Hey, we won't, we want to do the 25th anniversary of raw UN. Are you sure? So like, it was a good three, four months of me, like cracking, you know, <laughs> tackling like uh, a script or two a month, uh, just to have everything kind of lined up. Um, and that was, that was pretty great. I, I oh, wow. can't complain on that. um, so the longest wait was for the forever special because I wrote that. That just came out in January and I think I wrote the script for that back in March of last year. Like it was a minute, it, it was a whole long, like, is this still a thing? I don't know what's happening. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was, but that finally came out and that was, ah, oh God, I had Carlos Magno uh, do the art on that and it oh, killed it so good. Uh, because he then did Namor for Marvel with uh Chip Zadarsky, and he is, yeah, no, he's Ooh. he's solid.
1: Talk yeah, about rubbing he, elbows, I leave
2: the joke with Chip. Yeah. uh, I saw Chip when I see Chip, I think back in January, um, when the book came out, and I kind of joke how we're Eskimo brothers with Carlos. Um, so yeah, it's. It's been it's been kept busy and I finally got to work with one of my friends uh Serge uh Serge Acuña for the Wrestlemania special this issue uh this past year and it's it's been wild. I mean, they hired me for a reason and I'm glad I got to you know, prove them why.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, let's jump let's jump into some some wrestling here because I I want uh uh I know the longer the longer I hear you talk, and now you're picking uh, your favorite uh, WrestleMania match. I know, I know, like I'm 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 building the trust here. But is is that uh, let's ask that one? Is that truly the greatest WrestleMania match in in your mind, uh, Steamboat? And it's hard. To,
2: it's hard to beat, and I'll I'll tell you why. Just because a I had to watch that match. I mean, I've watched the match numerous right. times in my past, but do the research and like the beats. That match is like 20 minutes right. long. Like it's. It- is 20 minutes long of these two like beating the dog shit out of each other, like legitimately. And it's not just a, yeah. it's not just, I mean, you know, cause the main event magical, you know, was Hogan and Andre. And that was, you know, at its time, kind of like the apex of the entertainment side of the company. Whereas, you know, Ricky and Randy were the, on the opposite side of the coin where they were definitely more on the athletic side and the sports side of like, no, we, you have people that can go. You have people mm-hmm. that can go. I promise. Um, and they showed it out. Like, it's it's nonstop. Um, I don't know. It's definitely in my... I don't know if it's... What do you
1: What do you think? Because I, I think that's such a great match yeah. for 19 and a half minutes. And then to end it on a roll-up, I thought was a little... Um, I think... <laughs> like i didn't feel i I don't know if it quite felt like like a fitting conclusion to this massive collision
2: and
3: i feel like too this is this is a regular talking point on our show too (laughs) it worms its way into every
1: episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) from a story like from a writer's Um, perspective did you think that that like does it kind of work for you that ending
2: yeah, it works for me because it feels like, you know, he does the, how did he, he catches him from the, because uh, he catches him from the um, uh uh springboard, uh, is the body cross, yeah. he catches him from that, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't know, I feel like that in itself, um, I feel like it kind of caught everyone off guard how it ended, so, because you think it's still going to go, and then he catches him, and... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it was a good enough
1: ending. Yeah, I, like I think, I, is I just have like this post traumatic like stress disorder thinking about every time Randy would eliminate himself in a Royal Rumble doing any kind of springboard right. maneuver. <laughs> um,
0: right. So when I
1: think about him, you know, having this classic with uh, with Ricky, it's just I'm such a I'm such a macho man, Mark. Uh, I I think. Part of it too, is I wanted him to win, but I know it's, I know it's mania. You got to get the face over. I, I, yeah, I love it. I just, just that last couple seconds. I, I try to, I don't know. I try, I try and get people's opinion on it. Um,
2: Yeah. I I think it works for what the rest of the story told him that because it almost, it was like they fought themselves to exhaustion and there wasn't enough energy to kick out on such a simple move.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the, yeah, there isn't a wrong Yeah, we've never made that point before. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so uh, the hill I die on is always, um, and I, I get to die on the easier hill because this, I mean, from a from a technical standpoint, you can't argue, in my opinion, with, with uh, Savage and Steamboat, but I, I just, the story that, that oozes for me from Undertaker and Shawn Michaels is...
2: Yeah, that's, oh, I mean, but that's a different beast. That's a different beast. Um, And you're right. It is. It's a complete, are you talking about Sean one or Sean Taker two? You know what? I like, uh, I like Sean and Taker one. Sean Taker Uh, one is, it is the better match. But, 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 (laughs) but, but but. Sean Taker two has the better moment of Mark staring down. Sean, stay down, Sean. And then Sean climbs (laughs) up and does like a throat slit. Mark instantly snaps, tombstones him, puts him out. That's a better story right there.
3: You're, you're right. I mean, that, that would be yeah. if, if I stood on the hill and died on story was, you know, was the only thing. Uh, I'd probably, you know, we might have to come back and talk. Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels doesn't get enough. It's all
2: story. It's all story. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, That's, when, yeah. when people ask me, so I have this sign at my table whenever I table at a con because I don't like barking at people. Yeah, and I hate like, yeah. hey, come over, check out my stuff. Ah! So, it just you know, it <laughs> it's like me... the least
1: organic thing. Right.
2: Yeah. It, it's, it's awful. It's fucking awful. So I have this sign that just says, ask me about wrestling. And people come up and then people buy things. And I actually engage in a conversation.
1: God, that's really good lure. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, buddy. For sure. yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> buddy.
2: So especially since Dragon Con, the two times I've tabled a Dragon Con in Atlanta, they've been Ooh. AEW weekends. So oh, are man. you gonna watch all out? You wanna watch all in? So you like, <laughs> yeah, obviously <laughs> let's talk about this. So the big question at New York was, did you see Dynamite? Yeah, of course. Why why wasn't I like <laughs> what else am I gonna do? So uh, so people come in and talked about the product and everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk, but, and I, and I think it works because what people are like, you know, what about wrestling? And I'm like, well, no, you asked me the question.
1: <laughs> and, they'll,
2: and they're like, Oh, okay. Well, what about wrestling? I'm like, well, all right. If that's your question, I feel that it utilized <laughs> media and storytelling yeah. from everything. And it is the easiest way for characters to come across. Um, Jimmy Jacobs did this interview on Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling a few months ago basically about like how he was trying to pitch AJ Styles and how Vince doesn't get ideas for characters he doesn't understand how people work unless they're a character which (laughs) surprising no one so he was (laughs) trying to say like well AJ you know AJ's like one of the best wrestlers in the world he's this he's that he's like okay but what is he and he's like he's like a pit bull he's like scrappy and you know he may not be the biggest dude but he's going to he's still going to tear you down he's like "Dad, i understand and i'm like that's really weird that you only talk in like allegories but sure so uh <laughs> so <laughs> i i basically have this whole thing about how like i i was on this i uh, i was on two panels in the past year at c2e2 and DragonCon con talking about how wrestling is storytelling from the entrance music to yeah. their entrance to their attire to their finisher to everything, everything
1: is the colors, the haircut, their moveset, everything,
2: yeah. their body shapes Absolutely. when they gain yep. weight, lose sure.
1: weight.
2: Yep. <laughs> uh, I don't, well, I don't <laughs> know about that. Jesus, that's uh, that's a bit much.
1: That's a, <laughs> hey, that's a thing, man. We we're talking about it with Daniel Bryan. Uh, so, how he talks about putting on shows for people in the last row, and he he put on weight to uh, like fight Brock Lesnar.
2: Yeah, so it looks somewhat
1: believable if he could conquer you know this two hundred and eighty pound dude you know fresh guess, from the UFC.
2: That's a bit much, D.R.I., but sure. So, (laughs) but basically, like, how would you describe you, you know, someone, you know, like, if no one knew who Shinsuke Nakamura was, how would you describe Shinsuke's character? And I'm like, oh, well, that's an easy one. Listen to, like, his music. uh, How, uh, well, this was, like, his old theme. How it combines still, like, you have, like, this rock mix with a symphonic mix and, it rises and rises and builds and builds until it finally like hits you with like that, uh, violin drop. And that's, that's you getting hit in the face with his knee. God,
1: you know what, you know what you're describing? That's, uh, that's like Stan Lee when he's, wasn't he the one that had that? um, Like if it's whatever issue you jump into in one of his comics, he wants you to be okay with it be able to like, everyone understand every comic is someone's
2: first comic. Yes. Yep. So, every every wrestling match is someone's first wrestling match. And yeah. uh, and so, if you're like, well, he's the king of strong style. Well, what is strong style? Well, uh, if you're doing... If you're Jim Ross doing commentary for WrestleMania 9, it means you're a badass. But... And that's just kind of breaking it down. But, you know, God's like Shinsuke is so much more. And so, having everything like that. Well, why the cape? Well, because it's a Ak- Akura reference. Obviously. So um and how his piping and everything and how he's transformed himself. So he's basically like this big anime villain and it is A++. Um so yeah, that's that's kind of how I look at things. All right.
3: Mike. I, I mean, I think uh, uh, I think we're just about ready to jump yeah, into uh um, maybe I know I know we're already pushing that that half hour right now. Uh, we're getting close to it. So I think uh,
2: Oh yeah, no, guy, okay. I will talk all day. Sorry, uh, not your
3: fault at all. But I, I know we did want to talk the WWE draft. Um, yeah. Did you get a chance to uh, to check any of that stuff out there, Land?
2: Yeah. What was the point? Like, oh
3: my god, thank you. All right. What was the point? I thought I thought the draft hey, already yeah. failed six months did ago. I just say, yeah. too? So well, before we recorded today, I was asking Mike, like, all right, do we know? do we know if he's a mark or what do we do? Like I was <laughs> ready to tiptoe around this. And I, I mean, I don't want to offend you by saying that, or I, I don't know how you take that, but I'm so glad you just said, what was the point? Because, oh my God, what a joke.
2: Because my idea of like a draft is actually things getting moved around. Did you know that Seth Rollins is going to be on Raw? Oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> Oh wow, game changer! Like so, uh, oh, the, the half of it. The draft is, you know, considering Cesaro wasn't drafted. Fuck you!
1: Like, yeah. he's, he's a half free agent.
2: He's a half free agent. Well, Hunter's about to do a fucking <laughs> thing tonight, so we'll see. Oh, how the big, that goes. Uh, the big
1: trade. Did you see that?
2: Yeah, the yeah, the yeah, the big trade. Um,
1: that, uh, that's like. The- <laughs> uh maybe we that shouldn't would, I don't between. yeah I don't know if you saw it on social media they're like we got a big trade coming tonight and then the next social media post was uh who who would you guys want to see traded it's like wait did you guys not plan out who it's gonna be yet is this gonna be is the trade dependent <laughs> wow. on what I tweet back like that's what I'm excited to see right right
2: my th- well see here's here's the deal Hey, I hate the I hate the brand split I hate it so much we already saw it, it fail dude it. It's dumb. like it, we we saw. Oh my god! As a as a, uh, as a like the business so, side,
1: as as me buying tickets, I want an opportunity to see like you know Roman and Seth and AJ and Daniel and the Fiend all on the same show.
2: But nah, son, you got to go to two shows, buy <laughs> two tickets. Yeah, <laughs> you got to go. You got to buy two tickets. Maybe in like six months' time. But then again, who knows? Maybe the draft will they'll be redrafted, and you'll see the same sh- people. Who knows? <laughs> I don't so that that's uh so half the picks are like they're staying on their brand great I guess uh, yeah I don't know my, my thing is like my thing is I I really wish if the if they're going to if they're going to continue doing this here's what I do I hate brand specific titles this isn't New Japan with like 18 titles just like unify the titles like is can, can you tell me right now, without even thinking about it, right now, who is the United States champion? Oh man. Oh, oh boy.
1: <laughs> there we go. Uh <laughs> Bruce? No, I don't I really don't know. I'd have to go on the same. It's, it's either it's either right. I can't
3: it's, remember It's who, AJ. It's
2: Nakamura Intercontinental. Yeah. <laughs> Nakamura, uh, yeah. Uh, there, yeah we That's okay. there we go. There we go. He's
3: now. I can picture that that beautiful
2: white belt. <laughs> but boy, that took you a second. <laughs> that took three of
1: us to figure that out. Well,
3: you also have to sit there and you have to figure what part of the 50-50 booking that AJ Styles was currently on with Ricochet is he on at that oh, point. No. Well, so... and
2: Cedric. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> right. like man... That guy had a killer 2018, and this is his 2019. Sure, I guess, whatever. He's like, <laughs> we, I, I went like we went to WrestleMania, and Nox should have won. Nox should have won. Oscar should have won. Oh,
1: like, absolutely. this is
2: your time to have. You know, if you're not going to recognize Antonio Inoki as the first Japanese champion in like the 70s, yeah, sure. Now would be the time to, like, have a non-white guy as your first, you know, uh, as a champion. We've
1: we've dedicated so many episodes to that, how they rarely, like, pull the trigger on somebody who's not white. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's why we were really, like, doing cartwheels when they gave it to Kofi. And then, like, WWE at its worst, the way they just snuffed out Kofi's reign in five seconds, and then he doesn't even care about rematches. Now, I'll I'll say it probably has something to do with Crown Jewel.
2: Uh, probably, but do you think, like, if this happened to fucking Austin, he'd be like, yeah, it's fine. I'm back. It's fine. I'm cool. Yeah, it's, it's great. Cool.
1: Stone <laughs> Cold be stuffed <laughs> in his trunks with pancakes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I lost my title. Pfft, we, we, we good, fam. We good. No worries. <laughs> right off into the
1: sunset. Yep. Yeah.
2: Oh, you're just going to give this guy who no one knows? Oh, here's my favorite thing, too, about WWE and Vince, like, fucking sports fantasy booking shit. Like, here's my favorite thing. He, like, <laughs> the idea that there's this huge crossover with wrestling fans, with MMA and boxing fans, and, like, they have this shared Venn diagram. They don't. They really don't. Who was that
1: Fury match for? No. Who was no, that don't. for? Uh, Fox Sports. I, I think half the time, too, when they, when they that could just be us, but when Cain Velasquez came out, we said, wow, Rey Mysterio's kid shaved his head.
2: Right. Like,
1: yeah, yes. it's
3: it's frustrating. I don't, no, we made we made the joke that Dominic had gone through the
2: hyperbolic time
0: chain <laughs> right. in Dragon
2: Ball Z, and
0: that's, that's how he popped out all jacked up. Yeah, like that. so
2: like because um, I was like, oh, and then Kay, uh, all I heard was, and then Kane came out. Oh, cool? Question mark? And then I was, <laughs> then I heard Kane Val. Is that Bane's real name? I have no idea what's going on here. So. I was like, is that someone from de- developmental I missed? Oh no, that is literally a guy that fought Brock yeah. Lesnar
3: ten yeah, I, I, years I was ago. That Bob,
1: was that Babatanka? Who is that? Yeah.
3: <laughs> that turns
0: out
1: to be yeah. Kane Leskis.
3: Yeah, our our big thing with the with the combat sports has always been like if I wanted combat sports in my pro wrestling I just like I, I wouldn't appreciate the story i would just go to combat sports i would just watch two dudes right. in the ring with no story kicking at each other but i i want to know i mean i don't want to go to the length of bobby lashley and rusev i don't need no. to know that lana's involved but there's gotta be some sort of backstory i i'm better than you I, I need to hear that and this this is this has always been the anti-drug to combat sports in my opinion is pro wrestling and i i
1: i'm here for the theater
3: it it just seems exactly i mean there there's the acrobatics the theater we we want we want a soap opera and i'm not trying to downplay pro wrestling obviously we're huge fans but I, I, I want the circus. I want I want the theater. Want, I, no, I want all want, of that mixed there's, into there's one. A word.
1: I want Bobby Lashley to look like he's touched a woman's leg Right. He ends has... <laughs> what was that expression? Why are he
2: so small? So <laughs> You don't
3: live oh, yeah, on Rogue? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't, you guys remember his
2: sisters, so right.
3: obviously what he's used to. Yeah. What you what you want,
2: Matt, what you want, the word you're looking for is you want the pageantry.
3: Ah, uh, yes.
2: You want, you want the pageantry of it, which is what I love the most. I love the pageantry. I love dramatic, huge-ass entrances that make everyone feel important. Why is this person here? And that's what I love because I'm from Georgia. So I love old NWA. I love old Saturday Morning WCW because it was Ric Flair, it was Dusty, it was Sting, it was Steamboat. It was everyone saying, no, I have the world championship. This is why I'm important. And basically, like, tell you the, why they're important, but not because they have the title. It's because they were going to fight it for it. Like, they... Right. And, and everything kind of just felt Real. And I did not check, I did not check out NWA power because I can't stand Jim Cornette, but, uh, can't stand Jim Cornette.
1: Well, like, well, we, we always talk about, um, like the wrestlers who don't even need a championship belt to be interesting.
2: They don't, they Um, don't, but
1: like, uh, that's why we were so excited when, when the fiend came out, we're like, my God, you know, we actually, we actually, this is a real new undertaker monster. He doesn't ever need to win a championship, and he's he's cool. And then they just started, you know, butchering that idea by putting him in these hell in a cell matches that end in you know DQs, right? Um, yeah, about that. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. Here's I, I thought they, they had they they had real magic, and it it looks like they're trying to blow it. Well,
2: up. the the thing here is the fact that they. I'm trying to word this so. They want to rec- recreate the Undertaker without doing any other work. So, and it's very similar in how they've done this. It's very similar. Undertaker had his funeral parlor. parlor. Undertaker had you know coming out in the darkness. You didn't know like what he you know he scared kids. Like he was scary, actually scary looking. Um, and then he became like an undead wizard, and everything kind of fell apart from there. But. Like, The Fiend is something from our collective nightmares. He's a, he's a part of our persona that we don't want the world to see. That's why he wears the mask. He doesn't want the world to see his face. And I really think it's hard to do those types of characters when you're up against somebody who... Sorry, Colby. Who takes yourself way too seriously? It's sort of like that Bray and Cena match at WrestleMania. Cena looked so outdated when he was going up against Bray and the theatrics and like the maneuvering and the ring psychology. He looked so outdated. He looked like a mm-hmm. cardboard cutout uh, instead of like an actual moving picture. And it's really hard to do these sort of characters without messing them up. But being on brand, they messed him up. Is is, is there redemption? Absolutely. Mankind was kind of weird at first and you didn't really know what to do and how he kind of eventually fell into, you know, the corporate stooge role and then he became like the ultimate underdog. You know, I mean, characters can evolve. But But, you need to have... that's you need to give him his moment. He didn't doesn't necessarily need to win his championship but you need to give him his moment. Having then Seth do the stomp on him 8 times in the fucking dark match kind of ruins <laughs> everything for everyone involved. If you're not going to get him over like cleanly then uh, I don't know what to tell you at that point because he's not he doesn't need to go over cleanly. Seth needed to, Seth needed I've, to lose.
3: I've got a, an interesting question uh, for you as a writer. Well, you know what? I shouldn't, I, I'm supposed to learn not to preface that. Cause what if it's not interesting? Oh, whatever. i got writer. a question for a writer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm teasing myself. Um, now, if, if, as a writer, if you were working for the WWE, are you, and you, you want to put out the best product are you thinking about how the fans are going to react or are you just thinking to yourself, this is going to be the best story I'm going to be able to put into the ring. So you
2: don't. So the story you tell isn't really in the ring. This that That's up to the competitors. That's on them. You can give them notes. Uh, mm-hmm. But the story I want to tell is through vignettes. It's through promos. it's through interviews. it's through not matches but altercations, encounters. So it's kind of like I' tell you one of my favorite mania matches um, and it's still hard to beat, but Rock and Hogan it is it is non-technical oh, yeah. powerhouse cool oh, yeah. boy the <laughs> pigeon it is non-technical yeah those
1: first what 5 minutes where they're just looking at each other oh my staring god staring each those other down it's magic magic. It's magic
2: but it's 20 minutes of people non-stop screaming in toronto watch this match again there's never like a dull moment in the crowd it is constantly people losing their goddamn minds so but leading up to that, Hogan attempted murder. Like he hit Rock with a truck in his car. Like, and then he fled the scene. So, so it's really weird. It's really weird to me how they had such this great match, and the and Hogan found his fan base, and everyone's like. It's fine, Terry. (laughs) We good. Like, this isn't the story you were supposed to tell. And people, and you look back and listen to what, like, oh, yeah, we had this. We had the NWO program till SummerSlam at the late, uh, at, at, like, the earliest. But, like, Hogan was so over, they had to pull the trigger. And I get, like, it was smart to capitalize. I get that. I get it. But, well, but. It, it, if you do that, yeah, I want to let you
1: finish your thought, but I, I had another question for you too. Yeah, um. but
2: if it interrupts the story you have planned, that's not good. Uh, and that's why right. Gato is the best booker on the planet because he <laughs> has he has plans. Perfect example is uh, Russell Kingdom this year. Um, hey, Kenny, you leaving? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> You're dropping the belt. Um hey Ken, are you not leaving? No, nah, stay cool. <laughs> You're dropping the belt. So like So the belt was going to go back to Okada at uh at Super or uh, G1 Supercard regardless of who he was facing. So the fact that you know they wanted to have that moment of the IWGP Championship changing hands in America for the first time, which I was there for that one too. It was great. Oh my god. It was my like bucket list. So, but you can't just interrupt your story because people are responding to it yeah. in a way you didn't expect, but not exactly in a negative way. If it's a negative way, people will let you know. <laughs> but it's the fact that, oh, we like this guy. And sure enough, it's really weird how like, hey, we like Daniel Bryan. Can you push him? No. Oh, <laughs> But we really like Shinsuke Nakamura. Are you going to push him? No. Okay. Well, Hogan found his fan base again. Push him. Let's do it. Like, God damn it. Why?
1: I don't know. I, well, I wanted to ask you because, like, as far as timing goes, um, you know, you talk about that moment with, you know, Rock and Hogan and, you know, sometimes those, those moments, it hinges so much upon not just one wrestler, but, you know, who the dance partner is, you know, because it's, you know, a, a has both of those guys in there. And, you know, my brother and I talked about how great this Fiend story was because it just touched on this... Um, like meta commentary on the evolution of Bray Wyatt, where he was supposed to be Waylon Mercy and don't forget he used to be Huskis. And then he was fixated on sister Abigail and he manifested all these old sticks with puppets. Um, And he didn't even need to wrestle. So when he did wrestle, you know, my brother and I were really hesitant because we were like, who could possibly wrestle him and not do uh, what we call, like, the, the John Cena kind of tongue-in-cheek, you know, where he'd be kind of up there kind of smirking, you know, gesturing right. with his thumb, like, get a load of this guy. Um, as far as, like, writing goes, because it, it kind of looks like they've, you know, they've flushed this <laughs> Seth Rollins feud kind of down the toilet. The only way it ends is... Uh...
2: Didn't even mention it! Didn't even, like, mention it! No, no I... Seth you got to be on TV uh not till the yeah. latest like oh my god
1: if you like I want to ask you like if you kind of looked at the, the the full roster this massive my god it's like 106 guys now <laughs> um, who do you think would be an ideal dance partner if you kind of had to help the fiend kind of get going again somebody who's not gonna do that kind of Cena angle you know where they're, they're kind of making fun of the fiend well,
2: I'm, I'm sorry what was your question
1: no if you kind of <sighs> Because it feels like part of the problem here is they, they rush the Fiend, and let's put him in a title match with Seth Rollins. Right. If you kind of had to redo it, um, <laughs> not having him fight a new champion, but giving him a dance partner, because while he is an interesting character, he has a wrestler. He's going to have to wrestle. Um, kind of which dance partner do you think would kind of help elevate the Fiend character?
2: All right. So um, I have an answer, because I like this. So if, if you look at... If you look at what the Firefly Funhouse is, it's it's a safe place. It's a safe place. And when you were talking sure. about like the rabbit and you know, when he was Husky Harris and his, you know, sister Abigail priest or cult leader, whatever. And yeah. it's those puppets were, con- uh, I view them as like therapy tools. So, because puppetry and everything is a really big assistance in like children's therapy. So, looking at what Bray was kind of doing with the sweaters and the politeness and, and, you know, learning kind of like how there is a, there is a health in my brain. There's the door to it. Um, It's, it's very weird to balance that sort of, like I said, um, not real world, using the finger quotations, real world basis people, (laughs) like you have, you know, you have enough real people on your roster, but exaggerated characters of themselves, you see three and such. So what I would do is I I would have him go against Roman uh, because you want Roman to be the guy and that's fine. But fucking him taking out Lawler, not a big deal. Him taking out Mick, not a big deal. Him taking out Roman, ooh, you also have that sort of rekindling of Roman and Bray's feud from 2014. So it's Bray revisiting old ghosts in Roman at the same time with this new character going down the same path and actually going over this time around. That's how I would have done it. I like that answer, off. but that's
3: so like uh the if I saw that feud starting, yeah. oh man, I'd be so scared for Bray. Just be, like we'd be in our boots,
2: right? <laughs> Right, right, obviously. Right, but if you're oh, yeah. like, if you want him to go over oh, someone, yeah. to over Roman.
3: Oh man, we, we Absolutely. had so many episodes going deep into, we, we had a we had about an hour of arguing about what to do with Bray Wyatt that we had to actually cut it because it made our episode about two hours long. And part of that argument was just us going, how could you ever put him in a championship match this early? And it, oh, it, it's just... That that is a great take on where to take Bray Wyatt. I, I myself I wanted to see him go in these directions of like going against um anybody he had had a former feud with to kinda keep knocking out whoever these whoever these puppets had a problem yeah. with in the past yeah. and kind of It
1: should of, have been a like a revenge tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. 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 That's And he's like a you theme. like you mentioned That's, with him kind of I, I sort of
1: um you know, kind of almost like a like a coping mechanism, trying to you know fix his mental health. And we're really getting into the mind of all these things that have haunted him. He he should have yeah. like a bucket list of all these, you know, wrestling feuds that kind of got him to the awful point he's he's at right now.
2: I mean, I would have put out. C I I would have fed Cena oh to him. Oh my god, yes,
3: that would have been if beautiful. If Cena was
2: going to, if Cena like visited SmackDown, was was he on SmackDown or whatever? I don't know. I thought Cena was main appearance. I could be wrong uh yeah if Cena makes an appearance feed him feed him right then and there that would have been like, an
1: electric uh like SummerSlam debut like instead of doing that whole storyline with Finn Balor you know have Cena come out and hey thanks everybody for you know coming out and being a wrestling fan and buying t-shirts and you know
2: yeah 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 thanks for being a machine being a cog in the machine and then and, having the Fiend
1: come out and just annihilate him it would be the biggest moment yep. in SummerSlam history
2: it, it, I mean, close. I mean, Jesus, that's a lot of hyperbole. But yeah, that's <laughs> Jesus Christ. So to kill the golden calf?
1: Come on, man.
2: I mean, yeah. That's mean, mean, how about, well, how about top, I, mean, top five? I mean, you know, he's he's out the pasture right now. So that's that's how, what I definitely would have done. The character, not oh, necessarily that, you put know him. In...
1: We were talking about what a missed opportunity was because they they didn't have the balls, and I don't think he quite earned this moment. But when they keep dragging these. Uh, uh, you know the old legends out. If he had done anything with the Rock, woo
2: wee! Back on SmackDown uh, a couple
0: Ye- weeks ago. Oh
2: that, my god, that's that's who I'm probably that's probably who I'm thinking of. Yeah, feed him to the Rock. Uh, I really thought they were going to feed uh, Hogan and Flair to him. I was like, <laughs> yeah, Shit. I, I did too.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I was like, man, Hogan already getting booed back. You know what would make people happy? <laughs> Uh, here's how you can redeem his appearance. So yeah. And he doesn't need a championship. Never. Like Bray was already WWE champion well past the time. He deserved it. Um, And then he got fed to Orton. And I, I don't understand why. I don't understand when you had the coolest shit going on with Orton at the time. Like,
1: I love that tag team. it yeah, was, that, it was, was well, the fact battle. that he. Well, I like the
2: idea of Randy being sort of like the reincarnated Snake God of like whatever they worshipped in their cult. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's the coolest thing that has happened to Randy Orton since two thousand four. That is fantastic. Yes, make him and part they of like it
1: out with uh, Randy entering WrestleMania with a giant sperm. So, yeah,
2: you know. I, hate, I hate everything. I hate everything uh it was it was not he did not need the win to rumble that year What was that 2017 he did not need yeah, the win yeah. to rumble we um it, so yeah. yeah it's 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 annoying how it's yeah
3: it's annoying Wait, you guys you guys mm-hmm. want to play uh want to play the hot take game just real quick uh, i don't yeah. know what
2: that is but yeah <laughs>
1: I don't know either, man. I don't know either.
3: Um, so <laughs> oh, okay. as as we're doing this interview, <laughs> this is, I mean, as much as we've been ragging on the WWE, I don't think it's going to be more fun to do it than right now. Um, I don't know if you guys are looking at your phones, but the. I did. Um, I saw.
1: I saw, saw the announcement. I didn't oh see it yet. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Mike. So you get to uh, hear my live reaction.
3: <laughs> Ra has traded Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross to SmackDown for future draft consideration. Shut the fuck up! (laughs) Shut the fuck up! No, they did not. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Um, Wow. I don't know how they're going to define what a future draft consideration is, but um, I think if anybody was worried about what it would look like to be more of a sporting atmosphere at wwe i think we just saw uh the gates of hell open up in regards to what the worst possible thing could be
1: um Do they, has anyone in that <laughs> wwe creative room like watched sports like that doesn't mean you traded for value that means you traded two pieces of crap that you couldn't wait to get off the roster
2: hey now nikki <laughs> i don't know i like nikki and alexa that's what
1: the trade implies i love nikki cross I, I love alexa yeah that that idea
3: of a future draft consideration if it was like in uh in the nba that's like oh well you just take this guy we'll figure it out later like this should have been now now it feels like picking up them in the draft, whatever that meant for their characters if we if we say storylines everywhere, and i I do agree with that whoever was drafted first, whoever's drafted last, now that all just went out the
2: window right. <laughs> it doesn't really right like here's the deal A, again with this brand split like if they were going to do it, they should they should do it how they did it originally back in 2002, which stars are exclusive but not the champions that's cool that's easy to follow a yep if you lose your championship to that star you take their place on that roster super easy rules yep um <laughs> this makes no sense i i think it was god what was it a uh, 2000 was it 2004 where triple h got drafted to smackdown and they were like jk we gave up four people for triple h on raw
1: (laughs) (laughs) like
2: (laughs) dudes what
1: no yeah well they do uh they seem to was it the past couple years where they do the um where suddenly everybody gives a crap about which brand they work for when november rolls around? right uh, where all and then Survivor the Survivor Series well, is over and everybody disbands. Right. But well, then we have
2: Michael Cole saying nonstop it's the one night of the year where SmackDown and Raw go into head to head competition. And we hear head to head competition eight times a night. And then my PTSD kicks in from last year's <laughs> Survivor Series. And that's the thing. Survivor Series used to be so fun. It used to be so fun. Oh. Like
1: Was last year, the clean sweep for Raw. Yes god
2: yeah except on the what pre-show of of except, the except no. on the pre-show where uh the smackdown uh tag team division against the the raw tag team division um yeah i mean seth that knocking seth match wasn't too bad but like jesus christ come on <laughs> come on <laughs> like i don't know i Bless uh,
1: that company for keeping us around after all that crap. You know,
2: <laughs> they they love us. They must love us. So I don't. I don't know. Like I I, I look at the. Oh my god! Can we? I was all about the war room uh, footage, and then they just kept <laughs> going, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." And they, I'm like, "Y'all really excited for Gender Mahal?" All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Doesn't that look like a WWE 2K20 rendering of the crowd? Like, does yeah, <laughs> that look like real human beings? <laughs> right, I
2: guess, but just like I don't know, it didn't really have the same punch as like when the GMs were out there, like making snide comments and and everything yeah, about yeah. it. It didn't seem it real. I, it didn't seem as fun.
3: I like the idea. I like the idea that they actually made the draft pick. Let's say it's Randy Orton. And then they would make the announcement of what their draft pick was. And they would go out of their mind celebrating. But they just made it like they knew. <laughs> that was my problem with it. They made that draft pick. Of course, the guy that they drafted was going to come up on the big screen. <laughs> I mean, is there something I missed in that storyline there? Because I- I'm pretty sure that they weren't going to take away when they handed the card over. Let's say, let's go into storyline here. There's a card. It's got Randy's name on it. You hand it over to Stephanie McMahon. She reads the card. Where's the surprise for that group
0: of people? She read his
1: name right. Yay.
2: Yeah, there's, right. there's nothing there. Right. Because I, I like the idea of like the lottery. like When they have like, the lottery system, like, oh, that's kind of fun. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Sure. That's neat. I don't know. Again. Like I'm, I'm anti-brand split. I uh, you're one company. Uh, fucking act like it, and I get it, Vince. You had to create your. I get it because you had to create your own. Because so many people.
1: Um, I you know maybe if we actually got to see like an EC3 match, you know maybe I'd be a little bit more okay with it. <laughs> I mean, uh, like actually use the talent that you're paying. No, I, I don't know whose yeah, feelings.
0: No, absolutely that,
2: people, not. But... Absolutely not. But. But but but, have <laughs> I got something for you, Charlotte vs Sasha? Let's go. <laughs> well, we got to get Charlotte to fifteen titles by WrestleMania, right? So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I, I, uh, have I? Oh, go it ahead. Just yeah, they're like you know, oh, we get fun and fresh new. They kept on hyping like we get fresh, fun, and fresh new matchups. And like, guy, I could go to any fucking. WWF show in 2000, which I did and watched like, oh, I haven't seen this matchup before. Definitely haven't seen this matchup. Great. Awesome. Now it's just, it, it creates repetition because you're not pulling in the same people. It, it creates a pool of complacency. And that's your enemy. When I, I might... As much as I dog it, like, I really like what, I really like AEW, but their endings, they gotta do better on their endings, because, oh my god. You
1: don't, you don't love, uh, every single episode ending in a schmazz? Uh, uh <laughs> I don't like every
2: ending being a nitro in
1: 1998,
2: a no. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, I'm ready for Tony Schiavone. Well, my god, it's chaos! See you next week, folks! I'm like, uh, right, Schiavone... I know you're really good at commentating this, but Jesus Christ, it's this—it's a nitro ending. It's it, the only thing's missing is exponentially more trash in the ring. Like, I'm worried because
3: we haven't seen a ref bump yet, and when those start coming, Aww. I just don't want it. I just don't want Cody to go.
2: Oh yeah, ref bumps, right? Let's throw a couple of those I, in there. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I want it to be. I you can have stare downs. Stare downs are cool. But just a nice, clean, yeah. like, oh, that's it. The match is over. They win, blah, blah, blah. See you next week. That's oh, that's easy. That's nice and finite. But, like, just 20 guys. Your 20 guys. I was going to say your whole roster, but it's about 20 guys. And yep. <laughs> 15, 20 guys. Who can say? <laughs> and, yep. like, um. All in the ring at once, like cool. I've seen the entire AEW. (laughs) (laughs) Baller. Um, They they just they need to do better with that. They they need to do better.
3: We're we're definitely excited to like see where they go with this, but it's definitely one of those things where it's it's pretty obvious right now. Like some of those those issues. I, I know I know for us. The schmazz endings have been pretty blah.
2: Where are you the, guys? Uh, where are you? Where, where are you guys from? You sound Wisconsin, Michigan-ish. Michigan, nailed it. All Michigan. right. Did that we throw is. in a year? How many years did we use? Well, you threw in a few, so that's why I was trying <laughs> to like figure out. And
1: yeah, we don't like vowels over here unless they sound <laughs> right. Like, <"Brr."> right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I,
3: I was gonna. Th- oh, go ahead, Mike.
1: No, finish your point. Go ahead.
3: Well, here's the thing. I kind of lost it.
1: Um, by the way, I said finish your point. <laughs> Again, exposing um, it. Here, right. you know what? I got a, I got a question. Because um, yeah. outside of the Shmaz endings on AEW Wednesdays have been wonderful. I, I missed like flipping back and forth between Raw and Nitro and watching two shows try to one up oh, each other. I didn't um,
3: remember my point, by the way. So continue.
1: Oh, <laughs> and uh I'm really liking NXT and AEW, like going to war. Um, but it just feels like NXT so far is just tried to do like greatest hits, where every single match is either a number one contenders match or a championship match. Uh, and AEW at least is trying to do a little bit of a story. Um, well, so ignore the last three minutes right. of AEW. Uh, right. What are, your, what are well, your thoughts on that?
2: My my thoughts are they're not telling a good story. Uh, they're not building stars. I feel like. Cody has to lose eventually everybody's taking L's but Cody and it's really weird and obvious at this point so my thing was if you want to be the next generation of this you know this sport uh, you have to make new stars Sammy should have pinned Cody in that first match that's what people would be that's what people would be talking about hey did you see uh Sammy's Sammy got a win over Cody now Well, Cody's the number one contender. Maybe Sammy, that puts Sammy in title, not contention, but be like, he could be the next big guy in this that we make. Now it's just like, oh, great, he's a Jericho lackey. That's fine. You have a faction right out of the box. It looked, it's really weird looking, but sure. Um, So they, they need to realize that. And I understand Cody's going to lose at full gear. I get it. But, and, you know, his loss will be important when hopefully Marty Squirrel uh, descends from the rafters <laughs> like the vulture king he is and eats Cody's soul. Oh, boy. So. All right, guys, you heard it here? Well, probably not first, but. <laughs> probably not. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I used to, I used to do PR for Ring of Honor. So, like, they're all my boys, but, oh, like. Oh, cool. They're all my boys, but it's not realistic when you have Kenny Omega taking L's right out of the box. You have this guy who you bill as, like, the best in the world. Well, he's not, because he loses (laughs) a lot. So, and I get you want to, like, humanize him and kind of ground him a little, because New Japan sort of made him, like, this monster. I get it. He has his cult following um he you know he's still a great entertainer and i get and i get what you have to do but christ on a bike like you have to ground yourself at some point because otherwise the your whole your whole um creed of wins and losses actually matter is nullified
3: yep and that's that was there you go that was the point I, (laughs) i lost earlier was I, I? I just think their their biggest problem right now isn't the schmuzzes. It's it's this brand that they're trying to create. And if you're if you're gonna, your, all right, your your whatever. There you go. <laughs> your. If you're gonna come out and say that this is your brand, this is what everything's going to be focused around. I mean, I I do this a lot with with this podcast, and I I, I try not to say it. But I have a couple of business degrees, so I get stuck in this loop of trying to bring everything back to a business perspective. But if you're looking at any company, that's where it all starts. And when you come out and say the wins and losses matter, Mike, I don't know if you're brave enough right now to throw in that JR impression, but it makes me wet my pants every time you do it.
1: Well, watch the AEW. It's where the wins lost matter. All right, AEW. <laughs> uh, Got Darby L. Jimmy Havoc AEW. Yeah, I think once, it's just the once, w.
3: once you get away from that, uh, it, it's just it's it's confusing, and it, and it's the one thing that's supposed to set them apart. I, I think, at least, that's what Cody was telling us that it right, was supposed to set right, them apart, and right. they immediately throw that in the garbage on their second episode of Dynamite uh, with that number one contenders match. Yeah, uh, I, I just.
1: Well, I, I want to say in their defense too, like it's really tough to be like episode one and two when the competition is at you know yeah. episode thousands. Uh, and, and, and- so like if you want to have Cody be this guy who kind of, you know he's like this he's gonna eventually be the stepping stone so we can build up new guys. He has to first to be established as like a victor because if you're gonna kind of use that you know the mentality like the Stan Lee mentality, this is your first time ever seeing like. Cody Rhodes, it won't mean anything. I think if he loses episode one, and then what do you? Where do you go from there? Like, but that's uh, he. He doesn't have value to start with from this show. You're just using, you know, uh, momentum and victories from right, other promotions. Right. So you're you're not using right. the AEW story. Uh,
2: again because they need to build the roster. Like, and it's the same problem that they kind of left ROH in where RO8 sort of centered themselves around the elite. And when they're gone, when they, when they left, it left a vacuum. And they have, you know, their own reputation and resume now, and that's fine. You know, Cody is a two-time world champion. He's held belts, you know, across numerous sure. promotions now. Um, Bucks are, you know, constantly decorated. Kenny is, you know you know, he was the best wrestler in the world last year. So you, and then, oh, then John Moxley. Great. Cool. Disgruntled employees always make great <laughs> cannon fodder. So, <laughs> and, and you, and, and you feel for John. I mean, like, but, I, I mm, mm. Yeah.
1: Like I, 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 I actually popped, um, uh, uh God, I already forgot their their tag team name. Uh, seeing the Young Bucks lose uh, this past Wednesday, uh, uh, I keep uh, wanting to party. Party. Um, the party.
2: The first round of that yeah. tag
1: team, yeah, private party. Thank you. Um, so I, it it feels like they're they're trying. I I, you know, maybe with Cody, that could be one one nit to pick. But they've they've lost before. I think at least seeing, at least seeing the way they promote the Young Bucks to see them at least that you know, in a tournament that's going to determine who's, you know, going to be the champions. Yeah. I think that, that was,
2: that was a positive move. No, it is. It absolutely is. But why couldn't that have been Cody? That that's my thing. Uh, it, it's just, it's really, really weird. Um, I mean, Jericho was the right move. Uh, you know, it was sort of like, Oh, it's obviously going to be, they're going to make their friend champion. Great. Adam pages, world champion material. Uh, but what we've seen with Jericho in the title, like, Oh no, this was the right move. This was utterly the right move. He is almost 50. He is, um, hilarious.
1: Yeah. It was definitely kind of a late career triple H move. Oh Uh, yeah. get the the big guy over. Um, I just don't think that Adam page was ready because I can't remember what that, um, that last pay per view was for AEW, but he, he, Page kind of came out to crickets. You mean it, all out? Yeah. I, I don't think that he was, yeah, I don't, I don't think he was ready for. He
2: came out to on a horse. Um, <laughs> Everyone loved the horse.
1: I don't think the horse I, got a pop. I, I, I don't think Adam I don't, Page got a pop. Don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, that was a pro horse crowd. That wasn't uh, a pro Page crowd.
2: So I don't know. I, I feel like, I will say, like to the defense
3: though, that of that match, it was, it was, as as any pay-per-view they all they all you know get a little long uh at the end there so that i i know that was one of the things we kept coming back to though uh in that match and i, I don't want to rag on hangman because i think we we all know that the the talent's there but i think our, our our big issue when we watched that match over was um was the crowd and their excitement during the match at least for me that's that's what i remember i do remember the horse pop but that, the, the I think it, it did get a little slow, like, right right in the middle there. Uh, and seeing, like, the 8th Lariat from Hangman kind of, you know, it got, it got a little... And I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but... The 7th you know, Lariat
1: doesn't mean a lot. It's number 8 where you really feel
2: <laughs> it. I mean, at that... Well, to be fair, that's just, like, half as many Rainmakers, so... <laughs> that's true. I'm like, okay... I love Okada, but man, if your finisher takes like eight times, you may just want to reconsider your whole weaponry.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're we're definitely moving into a world where finishers might not matter unless you're Brock Lesnar. <laughs> well,
2: oh, well, yeah, yeah, Wolf.
1: Uh, no well, I, gonna... Yeah, you took the wind out of the room <laughs>
3: I, I want to do one last thing here before we wrap up. Uh, we, get, yeah. we get a, a negative. Um, not, we don't get, we don't get any reviews uh, that, uh, that don't come through without uh, shining uh, remarks. But on Twitter, we get comments all the time that are, uh, uh, they, they want us to stop being so negative towards WWE. So I, I thought we could each try and find something, uh, but actually it doesn't even have to be WWE, just something positive and pro wrestling that we could each throw out that we're, we're pretty happy has happened over the last couple weeks or is going to happen in mine. the next couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already to ready to first? go. First, Lane, you can take a minute to think of yours.
1: Um, easily, one of my favorite things right now in wrestling is the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, nice. Whoever decided that, you know, we should bring back the, the Muta uh, Green Mist spit that that heals, spewing a couple of, you know, demons, I, I love that. Um uh, we found a way to get them relevant. We actually had the balls to let them speak Japanese on TV. I, I don't know why they've been so terrified to do that before. I mean they give interpreters to other wrestlers, uh, but I, I think they're right now hitting a home run with that gimmick.
3: Land, did you want to go ahead and take it away on one positive
2: note? Yeah, I like Jay White and Sonata's glow-up. All right. I think.
3: <laughs> Did you want to let? Yeah. Yeah, I think
2: when I think when Jay got back to the company and he was rebranded as the Switchblade. Uh, I mean, I saw him a couple times in Ring of Honor and he was just Jay White from New Zealand, no real gimmick, and he, how he rebranded himself and how he's really made himself a star. And I remember last year in this my Russell group on Facebook, basically, I was like, oh, okay, this is what's going to get him over. This is going to be your next big guy. And people were just dogging him left and right, like that guy. I was like, this guy, watch—he beat Kony for the U.S. title, uh, Kenny for the U.S. title. I'm like, see, trust me, this is just the first. And then last uh, this past year, when he beat Tanahashi and to become what was it, the fourth youngest IWGP champion, I was like, yeah, this is going to be Gato's guy. This is going to be Gato's next big guy. It's going to be him and Sonata are going to be like, because I mean, well, they've been trying to you know tell this Kota story for like four years. So when he finally becomes IWGP (laughs) Champion at Wrestle Kingdom, thank God, uh, Sonata and Jay are kind of like next in line to be the kind of heirs apparent.
3: Definitely, I'm I'm gonna have to throw out there right now, Uh, but uh, just something to keep in the back of your mind. We are planning a Wrestle Kingdom roundtable, so
2: if uh, you know where to find me,
3: we'll we'll probably hit you up and see if you're available because that. uh, that's something we like for us, we 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 have been trying our best to get into New Japan and, and we end up watching. Um, we end up catching Wrestle Kingdom and then we see what's going on in highlights for G1. And, and, and you this didn't is watch that. You didn't watch the G1 this year. Yeah. No, that's the that's what we're trying to do. That's why we're forcing the. the, the Wrestle Kingdom Christ,
2: round. I didn't sleep for days just catching up. <laughs> just, just kept on streaming it and just <laughs> just I would miss like a couple days and, your- and then everyone's talking about like, oh man, you see Sonata an Osprey? No. <laughs> Did you see Okada and Osprey? No. So I would just have to go back and just watch like 13 hours mm-hmm. in a row. So just knock it all out in one day. I'm like, oh, I feel better and exhausted. So. All right, you're on the
3: top of our list, then. Yeah, I, I
2: love, I love it. I, I, I follow, um, man. So you don't? Do you like not follow it at all?
3: Well, yeah, we don't. We're we're not keeping super great tabs on it. Okay. That's, that's okay. Oh, okay. We check it okay. yeah, at the beginning of the year, and then. Uh, Hey, you gotta you gotta play the numbers on uh, what that audience wants to hear. So that's that's where it goes, like and that. we're gonna try again this year to see if we can get uh, we can gain some interest with this roundtable. I will have. Thought- we're gonna, we're gonna I, bring in a couple other uh, podcasters
2: too. we will so ha- be a nice
3: big collaboration. I will have
2: thoughts and emotions. Absolutely. All right. Cool. God, <laughs> man. All right. So, all right. How? Uh,
3: yeah, you oh always, saw, man.
1: What's uh, what's your positive moment too?
3: I just, Mike. You know i got to stick with the... Uh, oh,
1: no. I Can I guess what it brain. is? Do you, you want to guess? Can I guess? Was All it right. the drafting of Drew McIntyre? <laughs> you pervert, you. You love that big, right. oily, hairy chest, don't you? Drew
3: McIntyre has not been given <laughs> his proper shot, but when they draft him as the number third pick for Rob... Got, over there. You've got yeah. Michael Cole building him up as, as a possible... WWE champion. I think this is finally it. This is where Drew McIntyre's getting
2: a shot. So, so that,
1: so, <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? Like, after, I think, was it the 01 Rumble when Kane, like, Kane's going crazy. He's eliminating everybody. Yeah. And then every year I'd be like, all right, this, this is Kane's year. And here we are in 2019, Matt. That's going to be you in another 19 years with Drew McIntyre.
2: I have you know, that man is a former Impact World Champion. Thank you very much.
1: Oh, excuse so, me,
2: Mr. Impact. I, um, we met Drew. You know where I'm coming
3: from, though. I mean, this guy is. I, I mean, no, he's he's. You know, maybe, maybe I am the psychopath him. that loves him. No, but, yeah, I, I've been, I, I've been, I've been hoping for this for this push in the WWE. As you should. Uh, he's such a.
2: a yeah. We met him last year at Access. Only went to Access for a day. It's where I met Shinsuke and um, Mustafa and Grand Metalik and EC3 and Drew. We met Drew, and um. I was like, "Hey, also this guy is like, you think he's big on TV? This guy, he's He's like a truck. This insane." So <laughs> I was like, "Hey, I have a question to ask, and I don't know if you get this a lot, but can you get your old theme music back by chance? Maybe <laughs> because let me tell you, it's a banger to this day." <laughs>
3: I think I, I found a way to like blast that through the old WWE game. So that, that, that was one of the few. And actually, I think it was him and Cody's that would just play over and over. It's, a, it's a, <laughs> the, old WWE. yeah, you turn off every other song, but those oops, two. All bangers. You're running through the menu. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oops, all bangers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Damn. Like, if there's a few people I'd like to see pushed to the moon, like, if, you know, they got to make new stars and I get it, but, like, uh, Drew, I'd love love to see, calm yourself, I'd love to see Drew.
1: Otis?
2: (laughs) Otis? Come
1: on. Uh, No. Oh, yeah, we're coming. Come on, get the big fella. (laughs) Not
2: even, like, in my top 50. So. uh, Oh, oh, no. So. uh,
3: Inside.
2: <laughs> um, I'd love to see Drew, uh, Alistair, and Andrade become like. No, I mean that would be dope. That would be dope. <laughs> just just call them the Sword and call it a day. And um, uh, yeah. Look at well, I, so you
3: either you're either just a genius off the top of
2: your head. No, or I, you know, given that I don't know. It's it's like when people when um when Ricochet and Finn were teaming up people are like oh what do you call this tag team and people are like prince prince and i was like uh that was
0: uh, and i was like well
2: that was oh, devitt's tag oh, team yeah. with Yuji, with yugena uh guy was it yuginata uh, anyway when they were both uh cuz he was prince devitt and this guy's name was also prince their right. tag team was prince prince so i was like no what you do is you call them the crown and that's, that's nice. marketing right there. Or you can use that for like an all like UK stable that comes over to America draft Pete Dunder raw hashtag, please. And thank you.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, actually that's another good name to bring up, but, um, I, like I said before, I, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna end it because it's me that's that's got to run. But um, I do like this has been an amazing conversation, and I I am actually super stoked and hoping that uh, we can bring you back on for that Russell Kingdom conversation yeah. because I know we're we're gonna need uh, we're gonna need some help, and we'd we'd love to have that talk. Uh, but thank you so much. I want to give you an opportunity though to to, to plug your stuff, and then uh, and then we'll ride
2: off into the sunset. Um. Wow. Okay. This is all the part where I blank out. What am I doing with my life? So uh, I'll be at Baltimore Comic-Con this weekend. I don't have a table, but I'll be floating around. Uh, I will have Burger Club pins with me if you see me to meet me, and I'll give you one. And um, I have my comic right now with Joe Hunter, Beast Heart Strikers. Our issue just debuted at New York Comic-Con. Was it last week? Oh, God. Time Time is just... So, time is all relative at this point. Um, I
3: hear. You. I told you. I have, I have.
2: I've got the newborn
3: upstairs waiting for me. Yeah. Right now, t- so t- time I, is all. The time
2: exists for me. It doesn't. It doesn't even work. <laughs> and well, because I, I I came home and I got uh, I got really sick uh, and I slept for uh, I slept for twenty I, I slept know. for twenty hours one day. I was I, I oh, It was man. it was just a straight.
3: That's happening to me now, man. What it are was you a doing? coma. I'm
2: like oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. I want to be in a coma it's awful <laughs> no this was bad um, and I don't know I've got comics in the works uh, WWE Then Now Forever Volume 4 comes out Wednesday October 30th uh, in your comic shops and then November 6th in bookstores and uh, hit me up on Twitter tell me about what you like about wrestling uh, at Pitstaff P-I-A-T-T-S-E-V underscore O-double F and awesome i don't man, know by the way. <laughs> i think i don't know i'm easy to find come find me let's talk
1: all yeah, right well thank you guys pleasure, so much man. for sure have a
2: good one